Good morning, and welcome to the Cyber Smart Morning News Update. With the always evolving world of cyber threats and defense, you need a source you can trust. FBI retired Special Agent Darren Mott guides you through today's intricate cyber landscape and brings you the latest headlines and insights and what it means to you. Let's dive into today's cyber news. Good morning, friends. Thank you for joining the Cyber Smart Morning News Update on this Tuesday, January 9th, 2024. This is just a quick look at the cyber headlines that happened overnight. As always, all articles mentioned in this podcast are listed in the show notes for you to go and reference if you want to read further. I'm not going to read all these articles, just kind of some of the headline pieces and kind of give my opinion and some education if I can. So first from bleepingcomputer.com, Sergio Gatlin reporting, U.S. mortgage lender Loan Depot confirmed ransomware attack. Now, if you remember a couple months ago, um, another large loan provider, Mr. Cooper, got hit with a ransomware attack, and here we are with yet another one. This, I think Loan Depot is number three in the country as far as um, size from a mortgage firm um, size. Uh, perspective, I guess. Leading U.S. mortgage lender Loan Depot Depot confirmed today that a cyber incident, there you go, cyber incident, turns out to be ransomware, disclosed over the weekend was a ransomware attack that led to data encryption. Loan Depot is a major non-bank mortgage lender in the U.S. with over $140 billion in service loans and roughly 6,000 employees. Too bad some of those employees were not cybersecurity people. Well, maybe some were, but they must not have been very good. Customers began experiencing issues on Saturday when trying to log into Loan Depot's payment portal to pay loans or contact them by phone. And then, quote, uh, Loan Depot is experiencing a cyber incident. We have taken certain systems offline, working diligently to restore normal business operations as quickly as possible. We are working quickly to understand the extent of the incident and take steps to minimize the impact, so on and so forth. Um, so Loan Depot revealed today a K-8 filing with the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission, as they are required to do within three days, that the attackers also encrypted files on a compromised devices, and it's unclear which ransomware group is behind the attack, but I'm pretty sure we'll find that out before this week is over. So if your loan is with Loan Depot, you can expect a letter talking about this and that uh, you have free credit monitoring for a year. doesn't say if any data was stolen, but I'm pretty sure we will probably find that is the case because how many, oh, they say $140 million in service. They don't say how many distinct loans they have. Um, but again, where the money is, that's where the bad guys are going to go. Now, also on the ransomware front, perhaps not quite as damning, if you will, but still problematic for some people, I'm sure. The Toronto Zoo was the uh, target of a ransomware attack as well. However, the attack had no impact on animal well-being. How exactly it would is beyond me, but okay. Toronto Zoo, the largest zoo in Canada, said a ransomware attack hit its systems early Friday, had no impact on animals, its website, or its day-to-day operations. Um, doesn't say who did this, but re, uh, a couple months ago, the Toronto Public Library was hit by the Black Basta ransomware attack, so maybe similar. Uh, my guess is they probably co-mingle their cybersecurity quote-unquote experts, and there you go. Toronto's why again, everybody gets it. Everybody gets it. If you don't think it's coming for you, think again. From the good news file, the hackernews.com reported, DOJ charges 19 worldwide in a $68 million exedic, or exedic, rather, dark web marketplace fraud. So they basically seized the domain. This included DOJ, um, Secret Service, FBI, FCCU, Federal Police, whoever that is, Federal Prosecutor's Office of somewhere else, uh, and a whole bunch of other folks. The U.S. DOJ said it charged 19 individuals worldwide in connection with the now defunct ex marketplace, which is estimated to have facilitated over $68 
million dollars in fraud. And wrapping up its investigation into the portal, the agency said the transnational operation was a result of a close cooperation with law enforcement authorities from Belgium, Germany, the Netherlands, Ukraine, and Europol. So thumbs up to all that. Of the 19 defendants, three have been sentenced to 6.5 years in prison. Eight have been awarded jail terms ranging from one year to five years, and one individual is ordered to serve five years probation. So someone's going to jail. So that's all good. Uh, It does mention some of those folks who are there. But anyway, at least it's good to see that every once in a while someone does get arrested. Someone does go to jail. Now, did anybody, did they recover the money? I'm going to say probably not as much, but... At least there's some satisfaction there for people who are victimized by this particular marketplace. All right, from securityfairs.com, Perlugi Paganini reporting, Swiss Air Swiss. Sorry, I had to sneeze there. Swiss Air Force sensitive files stolen in the hack of ultra intelligence and communications. Um, so documents belonging to the Swiss Air Force were leaked on the dark web after the U.S. security company Ultra Intelligence and Communication suffered a data breach. Ultra Intelligence Communication provides critical tactical capabilities, including cybersecurity and remote crypto management, manage, uh, cryptographic management systems to clients, including this is quite a list, DOD, FBI, DEA, NATO, AT&T, and the Swiss Federal Department of Defense and the defense contractor RUAG. Ultra intelligence communication has been breached by Black Cat, so ransomware attack, obviously. Um, the Swiss Federal Department of Defense confirmed that the Swiss Air Force was among the impacted organizations. Swiss Air Force has launched an investigation. Well, good luck with that, Swiss Air Force. Hope that works out for you. The ransomware gang stole 30 gigabytes of sensitive documents from the U.S. company. The leaked documents include a contract between the Swiss Department of Defense and the U.S. company for almost $5 million. Um, what else we got here? Uh, let's see. Well, then this goes back to the FBI sees the Tor leak site of the F Black Hat ransomware group and placed the homepage with an announcement of a seizure, but that's kind of it for that report. So um, goes to show, again, third parties. And again, this is uh, they provide cybersecurity services. That's going to hurt your bottom line. That's going to hurt your business model, I am thinking. But again, everybody's a target. Be careful where you put your stuff. Just because you store your information on a third party does not necessarily mean it is safe and free from targeting and things like that. You still should do due diligence as to the cybersecurity capability of the company from which you are putting your data. I'm going to guess the Swiss... um, Air Force maybe did not do that. Now, all these other entities, DOD, FBI, DEA, NATO, and so on, their data is coming. It hasn't been released yet, but you can probably count that that's probably coming. All right, this is and this is from the this is an interesting way to go. File. This is cybersecurityinsiders.com. Naveen Good reporting. Country takes help of black hat hackers infiltrating government websites. When a company website falls victim to hacking, conventional practice dictates that its IT staff or business leaders seek the assistance of forensic experts in cybersecurity to navigate negotiations with hackers and mitigate the situation. However, the Philippines has taken a unique approach by engaging the services of black hat hackers known for their expertise in cyber attacks on government websites in the West. This unorthodox strategy aims to fortify the nation's defense against state-sponsored attacks, particularly those emanating from China. Escalation, escalating tensions in the South China Sea have left the Philippine government feeling vulnerable with a significant surge of 75% in digital attacks on the national infrastructure over the past couple months. Uh, and so basically what they did is they hired a bunch of black hatters to protect themselves. 
Probably not a bad plan, quite frankly. You pay them enough, they'll do whatever. I mean, black hatters are just white hatters who didn't been paid enough to switch sides. So there you go. So they're more gray hatters, actually. Um, but it's an interesting approach to take. Uh, you will not see the United States doing that, obviously. However, um, good for the Philippines for trying to be proactive and protect their system. They got to hopefully they're vetting these people um, who are doing the protection. But again, if you pay them enough, they'll do the right thing. I would tend to think. Uh, interesting. We'll have to see how that goes and see if other countries, you know, obviously who are, don't have the, the budget and size of the, the major powers kind of do the same thing. I don't think it's necessarily a bad idea, quite frankly. Uh, from infosecuritymagazine.com, security firm Certix account hijacked to spread crypto drainer. A Web3 security vendor. So again, someone who should be pretty good at cybersecurity. Oh, by the way, Phil Moncaster reporting this. Uh, was tricked by a social media phishing attack, which hijacked his accounts and enabled scammers to share a link to a malicious website it has emerged. Certex warned, warned it on Friday via its Twitter account, Certic Alert, that it was investigating documents of a compromise on its main account. Do not interact with any posts until we have confirmed the account is secure. So I guess this is a hack, the, uh, the, their X site. This is very well, this is very, 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 Poorly uh, written, but okay. It was later revealed that the account had indeed been compromised. This is the Twitter account with a tweet and a phishing link published. That link was up for 15 minutes, but it's unclear whether any of the company's 342,000 followers clicked through. I'm going to guess they have less followers today than they did yesterday. But the, the phishing message itself appeared to spoof crypto wallet management firm Revoke with a fake security alert telling users, taking users to a spoofed Revoke site. This apparently contained crypto draining malware designed to digi transfer digital currency from victim's account without their consent. So this continues on. I would not be surprised if 2023 will find that these crypto drainers and, and cryptocurrency theft and fraud is, is again, the number one cyber crime uh, in the U.S. because we've just seen tons and tons and tons of these. And actually, at the bottom of part of this, it says crypto draining malware is becoming increasingly popular. Last month, researchers at Scam Sniffer claimed one variant, MS Drainer, was responsible for $59 million in losses. The same security firm recently claimed that wallet drainers had stolen nearly $295 million in virtual currency from over 324,000 victims in 2023. So make sure that you offload your cryptocurrency to a cold storage wallet, throw it in a safe. The crypto drainers can't get it that way. If you, if you maintain it on your um, exchange locations, they can get to it. So, you know, just Secure your stuff, people. Understand the threat. You'll be better off. All right. Finally, this is from cyberscoop.com, Christian Vasquez. And this is more of a uh, opinion piece, really. Age-old problem to sharing cyber threat, cyber threat info remains an IG report finds. Now, we talked a lot about, or I've talked a lot about, over the years, information sharing between the public and private sector. We do a poor job of it. It's very, it's, it's not done well. And this article confirms it's still not done well. Overclassification, a lack of policy guidance and tensions between private sector cybersecurity firms are continuing to hamper federal government efforts to share cybersecurity threat information, according to a report released Friday by the U.S. intelligence community's top watchdog. Friday's report, released by the OIG of the intelligence community, concludes that while federal agencies have broadly improved their ability to share threat information and defensive mitigations, longstanding policy and technical concerns are providing barriers to rapid information sharing. This has been the problem for 20 years. The IG's report examines how relevant federal agencies shared cyber threat information and defensive measures over the past two years through a framework created by the Cybersecurity Information Sharing Act of 2015. 
The report finds that the policies, procedures, and guidelines for sharing information are sufficient to carry out the requirements of the legislation and noted that sharing has improved in the last two years, so that's good. However, a section on barriers to sharing information among federal entities described a set of similar issues, to cyberpros at least, that have long been a rallying cry for improvement, including failures to be more forthcoming in sharing threat information with private sector entities. Right, I agree, absolutely. The only way we're going to fix or resolve or get any better at the cyber problem is to share threat information, share postmortems, have people do incident response and report what happened. You don't have to say what company it was for. There's been plenty of cyber attacks, plenty of ransomware attacks, plenty of crypto fraud, plenty of all sorts of stuff that you can say, here's how the bad guy did it without saying the company that it happened to. And even then, if, if you do mention the company it happened to, what's the worst that happens? Everybody's now a victim. It's really not that big a deal. But here we are. We're still having problems sharing information, although apparently get a little better, but still there's, there's roadblocks. Uh, more from the article. That was more my part there. Officials at the Department of Homeland Security told the IG that federal entities continue to be reluctant to share information into the public collection. Bad, bad, bad. The official said some entities have a preference to share exclusively within the federal government and others have policy requirements to only share with their relevant sector amongst eligible stakeholders. This is still wrong. Still people doing the wrong thing is what it is. Uh, what else we got here? If there's anything else, uh, officials at Commerce, Justice, and Defense Departments noted that cross-domain sharing of information obtained through classified sources could not be used to mitigate potential risks on unclassified systems because agencies lack the ability to transfer them to unclassified environments. DOJ officials said. Uh, meanwhile, told the IG that they lack the appropriate facility security clearance to receive the information. This is the problem with overclassifying. Everything becomes top secret and you can't use it anywhere. So certainly a problem. How would they resolve it? Someone's got to man up and say, we're going to do it this way and you're going to like it because there's certain information that although maybe listed as top secret doesn't need to be top secret. I did plenty of secret cases in the FBI and, you know, we would go do surveillance of a house and somehow that document was classified and you couldn't talk about it, even though there was nothing classified in it, but it's where we're at here in the world, folks. Um, maybe it gets better. Hopefully it gets better. The only way we're going to fix this cyber uh, crime issue or the cybersecurity issue, whatever you want to call it, is by sharing the information of how attacks happen, who's doing it, how they're doing it, what their TTPs are, all that kind of stuff. And it's going to have to be fixed somewhere, but it's not going to be fixed today. With that, I thank you so much for taking the time to download and listen. If you have thoughts, comments, or questions on the podcast, I'm getting a buzzing sound. I have no idea where that's coming from, so my apologies. Um, feel free to email me, Darren, at thecyberguy.com. Know that knowledge is protection. If you can understand the threats targeting you, you can assess your risk. Proceed wisely. Thanks so much. We will talk again tomorrow. Cyber Smart Morning News is written and produced by CyberGuy Productions. Feel free to email thoughts, comments, or suggestions to Darren at thecyberguy.com or follow Darren on LinkedIn at linkedin.com slash in slash Darren Mott. Thanks for listening.